0: This is Consider It, where we are considering questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider It is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church of New Braunfels, Texas.
1: Do you have questions regarding life, theology, or the church? If so, text the word REDEMPTION and your question to 830-299-7505. Again that's 830-299-7505 and we will consider your question.
0: To learn more about our church and our ministry here, visit Redemption.Bible. I'm Michael Hawkins.
1: And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Speaking of affliction and suffering, the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4.18, "...as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, and the things that are unseen are eternal." How can a Christian see something that is unseen?
0: Welcome back to Consider It. Today's question, Redemption, in light of the sermon on Job 1 and 2, how do we as Christians practically keep our eyes fixed on eternity when we are in the middle of suffering? Mm, That's a good one, man. What a great question. And in light of our sermon series, God is great. You preached this week on Job 1 and 2. God is great in our suffering. And uh, I love that that people are paying attention and and listening and chewing on things. And so what a great opportunity to take the sermon topic and kind of dig down a little deeper, something you're not always ready to cover everything in the, in the sermon. And right, so, right. Yeah.
1: And, I, and I love that. I love that our people get that. Yeah. Cause the, uh, a Sunday sermon really has its constraints. You know, it has its limits. You can't cover everything and yeah. all the explanation, all the details of a passage, nor can you cover every single application, uh, for every single person that's listening. And that's why I love the way we do small groups and just our people, because they get like, you know, in our small groups, we're trying to go deeper in our yeah. understanding and more specific to my life and our application and just yeah. uh, wrestling with that and the personal responsibility. And so, you know, as a church being word driven from the pulpit, the proclaimed yeah. word, but then not just settling there, not just letting it go one in one ear and out the other, just yeah. being hearers of the word, but actually doers Doors, also. Yeah. And doing that in the context of community, I think, is so helpful. And I, I think that's where this question really comes from. because This is one of the points that I made in the passage about how suffering or affliction uh, points us to eternity.
0: Yeah,
1: And the, you know, that, that point's really driven from 2 Corinthians 4 when uh, the Apostle Paul, uh, I'll just read uh, the, a few verses around it. He says, For we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. So right there, he's taking us like to the internal struggle. Oh, you know, right. like our affliction, our suffering is oftentimes physical. It's outward. Yep. Bodily sickness, death, you know, something. It's physical in nature. And, and yet he's saying, well, God is doing something in us mm-hmm. that is, is far more profound. And so verse 17 says, For this light momentary affliction... Which is, even that is, you know, Paul knows exactly what he's saying. He's like, it's light and it's momentary. And oftentimes when you're in the midst of affliction, it's like, no, no, this is heavy. Yeah. This is no bueno. And when is this going to stop? Because it seems like it's going on forever. Yeah.
0: yeah. He's not making light of the affliction, but he's recognizing it in in an eternal focus. Right. That's what he does.
1: It's preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. Yeah. And so, you know, you think of like a scales, Uh, he's saying you're suffering over here on one side of the scale. And then you put eternity and what God is doing in us and how he's preparing us for life with him. Like it just doesn't even compare. Like this is light and it's momentary. It's just just like a feather. And here's the lead weight when it comes to eternity. And then that's where, you know, and we look to the things that are seen. But uh not to the things that are seen rather, but to the things that are seen, for the things that are seen are transient, meaning they're passing, they're yeah. momentary, they're here today, gone tomorrow. But the things that are unseen are eternal or lasting forever. Um they're 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 weighty. So Yeah. That's really the, the point in that. And so I love the, the question then is like how do we practically do that? That's right. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's great in theory, right? right. But yeah. when we when we're down and, and beat right. up and, and broken. Right. And in, what do we do?
1: Right. What do we do? And, and, you know, especially when we're in the middle of it. And so I think it might be helpful to even answer the question in, in kind of three in, in like, let's look at it in three different ways, because I think the way that we do that in the midst of it, it also builds upon how we prepare yeah. for suffering. Mm-hmm. And what we do when we're not in the middle of affliction, Yeah. you know, like how we respond in the midst of battle. Like think of a military uh, theme. Th- you know, you don't just throw somebody. You know, like hey, go to under the front lines and fight this war, right? And, and then he, here's how you how you do it. You know, keep your mind on the on the big picture. Remember your training, and you're like, but I didn't have any. Yeah, exactly. Know? And I don't know that many Christians actually prepare themselves for affliction, yeah. for the hardships of of life. And so, we need to talk about it. Well, how do we prepare for it? Because that's what will then influence how we do it in the middle of it. And right. we can talk specifically about then how do we put that into practice? Yeah,
0: because it's it's inevitable. Scripture says that we will suffer. Right. Like we are to share in Christ's suffering, and yeah. so. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. when. And so we all need to be right preparing
1: yeah. for that. You know? Yeah. Apostle Paul also in, in Philippians 129, he says, For it's been gifted or granted to you... Uh, not only to believe in christ but also to suffer for hmm. his sake and and that we don't necessarily you know uh, we don't like love well we love the first part of that we love the fact that we're you know that god has given us the gift of salvation but then suffering is not always fun and and Peter picks up on this also. He's like, "Don't be surprised, you know." Yeah, like, <laughs> Jesus tells it, you know, in the Sermon on the Mount: "Blessed are you when people persecute you." Yeah. Yeah, it's this is the normal thing. If our Lord suffered, if He experienced affliction in all different, you know, facets, yeah. from betrayal to hurt, and obviously yeah. His death on a cross, um, so should we expect? Yeah. To, to walk through this. And so sure. let's just talk about the, the preparation then because that, that influences our answer on how we practically in the middle of it. And uh, and I think here's here's just four things when I uh, think of like practically, you know, and this, this is really like, this is head stuff, yeah. right? Like we have to have, uh, you know, the internal things, mm-hmm. which is even coming back to second Corinthians, what God is talking about, like the inner self, the strength of soul is really where it begins. And so... Um, if we're going to have our eyes fixed on eternity, if we're going to suffer well, if we're going to walk through affliction in a godly way, it starts then with a right belief in the character of God. Yeah. And now I know I mentioned these in the sermon, but I think it, it, we can just discuss them here, you know, cuz this this is right where it begins. Yeah. You know, is yeah. taking the entirety of scripture, what we know about God yeah. from Genesis to Revelation, he's holy, he's sovereign, he's good, and he does it all and and he's yeah. always that way. Yeah. Amen. And So like our affliction then isn't uh, doesn't negate God's character. Right. It's like, oh, in this moment, no, God is actually being fickle. No, in this moment, God's being mean. Oh, in this moment, God's lost control of things. Yeah. No, no, he is not like us. Yeah.
0: We may do that. Yeah, I think we're tempted to put him in, in these categories and say, yeah. oh, well, God's testing me to see if I truly— Yeah believe in him or truly love him. And it's like, we don't have a category for his love and his care and to understand what he's doing and working out in these moments. Yeah. And
1: And in all those moments, like he's not changing. He's not all of a sudden become unloving towards us. No, even here in the midst of affliction, when God allows it and, and points it for our life, yeah his character remains the same and so we we just like that's the foundation that's that's the where our feet stand in the midst of of all this yeah. but then it also like what you're coming back to is is we also not only believe in his character but we have to have a right understanding of how God works right and what his purposes are yeah um that he is doing all things for his glory yeah he's doing all things under his Power and not necessarily uh just ours, and so that whole like uh, you know the good things happen to good people, bad things happen to bad people, like all that stuff like yeah. that's not how God works. those right. aren't the rules by which he plays, yeah you know? he,
0: he operates on a
1: completely different level, completely, and he's yeah. way more complex yeah. way you know, and so we just how God works in regards to uh, us and like yeah. uh you know this whole like merits and reward system, like well, if I do all the good things, then God is going to give me all the good things. No, no. Yeah. That's not necessarily how it works. We don't manipulate God's hand in that way, nor does he only give us things like, you know, underneath his banner, too, It's just that mentality of, well, uh, God won't give us more than we can handle.
0: Yeah. I think that was a great point from the sermon is like, no, he will right. give us more than we can handle. And that's what helps us to recognize our dependence on him. That's what drives us back to right. the cross. Right. And, and
1: that 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 the reason we can say that is because of what we believe about his character and what yeah. you were just even saying of you know it is God who is carrying us through these things. Yeah. It's not our strength. It's not our faith. Yeah, it's His faithfulness. Yeah, you know, and not don't even confuse that of like. You know, God has faith in us to get through this. No, like that's 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 just (laughs) wrong-headed thinking too. And here's maybe a a good delineation here of of faith and faithfulness. Right. Okay. Uh, Faith is that regenerative work that God has done in our life that we've been transformed. We're new creatures, and the outworking of that, our obedience of faith is faithfulness and how we walk it out and all that and how we act uh, uh, towards. So faith is like the belief. Faithfulness is the active part of it. And, And in that too, God is faithful. He is acting out of his character, not his faith in us, but if and this might even seem weird to say, but of his faith in himself, Yeah. but he's, but he, he knows his own character. He knows what he can do. And so he acts perfectly in that. And so that's why he can
0: do all this. And so, yeah, and I think as we just talk about all of this, I love first Peter for this reason, because mm-hmm. from the get go, we see these persecuted Christians being, being scattered out and, and Peter's writing to them to, to give them, hope in their suffering. And the first thing that he does is he reminds them of their identity in Christ. And it's like, so what we have to to know is our identity Mm -hmm. in Christ. And we have to know the character of God. um, So that while we're clear headed, you know, Mm -hmm. while we're not in the midst of suffering, we can stand on that foundation right, so that we know where to run back to right. when things get right. tough. Right, which is how we prepare for it, because it's yeah. not only
1: like a right belief about the character of God, right understanding about the works of God, but it's also we have to have right expectations about following God. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Suffering is normal and... Good. Yeah. It's it's for our good. So that's you know we're not to be surprised, and this is part of like who we are. It comes back to our uh, our identity, and and also like the end game. You know, as you're even as you're talking about yeah. it, and the questions asking, like keeping our eyes fixed on eternity, that like following God, like that's our, that's where we're headed.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's talking about the the purifying of our souls, right. like like precious gold, right, right. and that. That our inheritance is is fixed for us and protected for us in, in heaven. Um, it's mm-hmm. imperishable and undefiled. Right. Um, and so we we fix our eyes on these things right. with the, the proper right expectations that you just mentioned. Yeah. Um, and that really helps us to prepare our hearts right. for the moments of suffering because we know those things are true. Right. And so it helps us to be long-suffering.
1: Right, right. That even now, even when when we're in times of prosperity or blessing, when when life is comfortable and we don't have a lot of hardship or affliction, that we're not putting our trust even there. Like this is great, but even in even even in the moments of where where we are. Being, you know, where we're blessed, you know, where there's not problems and there's, you know, no affliction, that even still there's this discontent in our life because we know this is not our home. Yeah. That we're not just satisfied, like, oh, man, I have everything I need right now. Yeah. Like, oh, I have all my kids, life is perfect, I'm making great money, I've got a great house, you know, I've got a great wife, whatever. Like, yes, we're, we're, we're thankful for that. Right. I'm not saying that we're discontent in an in a ungodly way. Right. You know, where we're striving after more and other things. I'm just saying, but even then, like, our satisfaction is in Christ, in the giver, and not in the gifts. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's where, like, okay, that's the right expectation about following God. That's where, that's where we're in times of blessing. We're getting there as well, and understanding His purposes, having the right receptiveness. Then I think is how is like a final way we prepare ourselves, because knowing like the purposes of God to give things like that, to give good gifts. For a blessing and all that, but it's not as a reward because we've done good things. Right. You, Michael, are so holy. You've done all the right <laughs> things. You haven't sinned in the last hour. I'm going to give you this, you know, great gift. Right. No, 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 no. Nor does it work the opposite way. Oh, Michael, you've had a couple rough weeks. You know what? I'm going to have to put some uh, uh, some affliction in
0: your life. right?
1: What? Oh, no way.
0: No. that's I, I go back to it often, but... Um the line and the Getty song my worth is not in what yeah. I own and they talk my value fixed yeah. my ransom paid at the cross right. and and so there's nothing we can do to either add to or to to right. take away. Right. It's all because of God's faithfulness. Right. 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 He's He's so good to us.
1: And so, you know, that's these are the things that we have to be preparing for. This is like the boot camp yeah. you know, of Christian life. If you're in a season now where you're not suffering, and when you get into it, and you want to fix your eyes on eternity. Well, now's the time to be training yeah. and preparing in all this, knowing that at some point you are
0: going to suffer if you're a right. Christian. And I think that is, practically speaking, filling your heart and your mind with the Word of God, yeah. surrounding yourself in community, right. building community, right. um, growing in relationships with brothers and sisters to, yeah. to help come alongside right. in those moments. Right. We have to know one another to suffer with one another. Right. And and so when things are well, it gives us the opportunity to build and to cultivate these things, this this foundation in Christ right. and in the church, right. so that right. we're prepared when those opportunities come.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You know, because you, you prepare, you build well, you get a solid foundation, you get solid house. So that way, when the storm comes and all the frills of the house are blown over,
0: yeah.
1: that foundation hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah. And actually just to kind of use that picture then, you know, like if other thing like is the house and the storm comes, blows it away, the foundation's still standing and you're left lying there with nothing else. All you can do is look up and that's where your eyes are fixed. You know, yeah. that's when we say your eyes are fixed on mm-hmm. eternity. And that's just what suffering does. It puts all the frills and the frivolous things ultimately, even, even the good things, the gifts, it just – it. Puts all those things so far at the yeah. fringes to where all you can look to is like all I have is the Lord. Yeah, it strips us down. It strips mm-hmm. us down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So that way, so let, let's just kind of take it. So we, we've talked about how to prepare for it. And so then, how do we practically, in the middle of suffering, which is really the crux of the question,
0: when we're being stripped Right. Open, when
1: we're stripped away, what do we do? And what is even, you know, Second Corinthians 4 talking about and looking yeah. to the things that are unseen? You know, it's not, that's not just like weirdo language, like, you know, we're having visions of heaven or something like right. that. Or, or not even weirdo, but like the biblical things, that, you know, those rare occurrences where, Paul sees into the third heaven, or John gets the vision of Revelation and the Old Testament prophets and all that stuff. So it's not what he's speaking of here.
0: Yeah,
1: This, I think, is just that same kind of language that he uses. Like, no, we're not. Like, where your eyes go, your body goes. You know, that's kind of like yeah. the, what you're looking at is where you go. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I like to ride bikes. You know, road bikes, not motorcycles, but like road bikes, mount, uh, mountain biking, and things. And so there's just like this fundamental thing of riding: where your eyes are, that's where you're going to go. Right. If you look at the rock on the mountain bike trail, you're going to hit the rock. Like look at the trail, map with your eyes where you want to go, yeah, and that's where your feet are going to go. You know, if you're looking at the ledge while you're and you're looking down, guess where your body's going to tip. You know, yeah, you're
0: going to yeah. start, yeah, and, uh, and yeah. so you keep
1: your eyes on the trail.
0: Yeah, and it can be very cyclical as we desire things, yeah. then our actions are moving toward those desires. Right. And then as our actions move toward those desires, it continues to increase yeah. our desires. And then and so it just starts this cycle that we pursue yeah. what we desire and we desire what we pursue. Yeah. And so if if we're not careful what we desire, if it's not Christ, if it's not holiness, if it's if it's not what we're called to as right children of god then right. then all of a sudden we're pursuing right things that are that right. are causing us to stumble and to right. fall away and
1: right so so let's just kind of talk through this the practically then keeping our eyes fixed on eternity mm-hmm. you know um because we've got like i think it's helpful and maybe to even think of it in like whole body stuff like what could, what things do we think how do we help mm-hmm. our heart feel and what are then things that we can like do like to to yeah. keep our eyes on in the midst of suffering and, and again this is a little bit hard because people are different and situations are different yeah. and so we're we're going to have to even still speak generically right and so with even as we come like note that there's like an asterisk on this council. <laughs> Because if you're in the midst of it, like meet, talk with people, like yeah. we're here for you, your small group, other, you know, godly leaders that are in your life, um, yeah. Yeah. they can help the, spe- the very specific things, yeah. you know, pertaining to maybe the type of affliction that you are walking through.
0: But yeah, and I think it's important to remember in that too, to just take it to the Lord and be specific. Sure. Like we yeah. don't have to be embarrassed right. or right. scared to right. admit these things to Him. I feel right. like so often we feel like we have. To wash ourselves and right. get ourselves tidied up before we can go before the Lord and say, No, like, yeah, ask Him to reveal these things, like, right? Yeah, right. And that's, I think,
1: where even just to begin, like, how do we fix our mind? Then is through praying, mm-hmm. it's just coming back to those things. What we've prepared on you go back to your training, you go back to you know, just the foundational things. And this is where you just come back to the Psalms, those Psalms of Lament, mm-hmm. I think, like Psalm 86, Psalm 88. You know, Psalm 88 begins this way, O Lord, God of my salvation, I cry out day and night before you. Mm-hmm. Let my prayer come before you, incline your ear to my cry. Yeah. You don't want to fix your eyes on eternity. You just come back to that, you know. Oh Lord, God of my salvation. Yeah. Those foundational truths that you have to remind yourself, those anchor points, if you will, to use <laughs> yeah. it differently, of 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 our salvation, that I'm I've been saved. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a past aspect of that. I've been saved from my sin. There's a point that that's happened. There's an ongoing sense in, a, in regards to like our sanctification. Right. But there's a future sense, an eternal sense that my soul is secure. Amen. I wait for long for the day described in Revelation where there will be no more tears, no more pain, no more crying, where we will be with the Lord. Lord. Yeah. And to come back to that, all those elements of our salvation is to fix our eyes on eternity. Right. And even in the crying moments like, okay, God, this is hard right now, but I know it has an expiration date. Mm -hmm. There is a silver lining. This doesn't uh, 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 end in pain for the believer. Yeah. That's the great hope, yeah. the eternal hope of our
0: eternal life. Yeah. I think we see that right here in First Peter again. in you know, verse 13 it says, therefore, prepare your minds for action. Keep sober in spirit. Yeah. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Following in 14, as obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lust, which were yours in ignorance. Yeah. But like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior, because it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Mm, that's good. And Again, it's just a reminder as we, we fix our minds, as we intentionally take action, as we yeah. are, you know... Purposeful and and right. the things that we're doing, it's not just this, right. you know, frilly thing where it's like, oh yeah, if I think about it every now and then, it's going to happen. Like we right. have to be intentional, intentional. about it. Right. Um, that,
1: that's what sober-minded means. Is you know, yeah. when we think of sober, we often think of like drunkenness and all that. Right. Um, or, or we're not drunk. We're sober, and and the connotation is the same. Is because we're not just letting our mind go, but we're being we're like we're being deliberate with right. our right. thoughts. Yeah. And that's, that's – to come back to even Second Corinthians 4, that's what he's getting at here is because so often when we're in the midst of affliction, like, that's all we think about. Yeah. That's all we see. This hurts. This is no fun. When is it going to stop? Like, that's that's – that's and that's all we can think about. It's all we can feel. Yeah. And not just in affliction and sin and all kinds of things as well. No, like the instructions, no, we need to turn our mind to the things of the Lord. The things that we can't see that aren't aren't just like tangible in front of us. It's not like, you know, the steering wheel in front of us or the phone in our hands. Mm -hmm. He's saying no to those unseen eternal things that are our inheritance as Christians, our eternal life.
0: Yeah.
1: We have to constantly just bring our minds back to that. Uh, personally, And that's when we come back to the Psalms. That's why I say when we just do that, when we come yeah. to the Psalms, it is going to take our mind there.
0: Yeah. And I think as we look at the Psalms and, you know, especially these written by David in these mm-hmm. times of affliction, yeah. he knew and trusted right. the character of God. Right. And so that's right. that's what we have to remember, right. that, that we're able to fix our eyes right. on eternity right. because we trust God is who he says he is. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. and we've seen that throughout our life in the good times and even in the bad we've seen the faithfulness of God. Yeah. And here's the thing when it when we talk about our mind then like our affections will follow our mind mm-hmm. and will follow the truth.
0: Yeah.
1: Like that's the anchor point. And so whatever we're feeling in that way in that moment mm-hmm. it it gets anchored then to the truths of the scripture yeah. and then our emotions will follow suit and then our actions will follow suit. Yeah. Um, and But sometimes things are just so hard, and that's, again, why community is so important. Yeah. Because when my emotions are all run amok, when I can't think clearly, yeah. I just need God's people to put their arm around me and to gently and graciously remind me of the eternal things in the Lord. Yeah. Not in just like a, you know, slapping a Band-Aid on something. Not just, you know, like, hey, take this Romans eight twenty eight and it's all going to be good, and you'll right. be good, and, and get over it. Not, not in a calloused, you know... Be easy cliche fix it all kind of mentality, but we need the community of God's people to just walk alongside, yeah. and to help us then in that think through these things. You know, in the middle of suffering, then you know there may be also just some. There there are lots of studies out there. You know, there's devotionals, there's books that you can read, you know. And so depending upon, you know, the intensity of the affliction and and, and all yeah. that, those may be really helpful. You yeah. know, um, there's my wife has actually written a great devotional called Bright Hope for times of grief that are just real short snippets of, of biblical truth mm-hmm. to help, you know, people walking through grief and affliction to just do this and that's that's like to, yeah. to fix our minds on the bright hope that we have in eternity yeah and so sometimes it's like that's all you can do like i can only eat just a little bit mm. here and others like no we need these big giant theological tomes yeah. you know like d.a carson's book how long O, oh, or <laughs> or um yeah. uh man now the the book's called walking with god through pain and and suffering uh by um Oh I can't I think he's written lots of books in, in new york uh he's was he just retired Presbyterian pastor Keller Tim, Tim Keller yeah, that's there right it's like'm <laughs> but you know but they've written these like these huge theological discourses yeah. and that that might be it and, and that's what you need to fix your eyes on eternity yeah there's kind of a middle ground to the book Heaven by Randy Alcorn is so helpful yeah. um and just kind of this biblical theology of Eternity in heaven. Yeah, and yeah.
0: I think of uh, Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy yeah. as a, another book right. about just the art of lament and mm-hmm. and trusting God and being able to go to Him. That was right. really impactful for me, for sure, um, for sure. And so those yeah. are just some like practical like ways to keep
1: our eyes, keep our mind, then fixed on eternity. Of reading books, being here, being in community, and uh, you know, just kind of our general counsel in. All of this. Um, But, uh, you know, like we said, there might be some more specific (laughs) things that we would, if you know, we're sitting down, we know your story, we know some things, um, people to meet with, things to do, other scriptures, specific things to do. But I
0: I think something that we want to remember in our suffering, and this is kind of a a counseling 101 type thing, but it, you know, as we're squeezed, it's like a Mm -hmm. tube of toothpaste. Mm -hmm. Whatever's in that tube as we're squeezed, is going to, for sure. You know, yeah. whatever's in us is going to come out, and right. so in our suffering, you know, part of the way that God works is He starts to reveal these heart issues, these root issues. Yeah, um, they they come to surface, and how we respond mm-hmm. in our suffering really reflects our heart before the Lord. And so, you know, it's an opportunity to to recognize, you know, where we stand and, and right. how and what we believe yeah. about God.
1: So. Right. Right, and, and I think here's just kind of a last bit while we are wrapping up here is maybe you're not in this place. Mm-hmm. You're not in the middle of suffering, but someone you know and love is family member, small group member, uh, whoever it might be. And so you know, maybe you're asking the question, well, how do you help them keep your eyes fixed on eternity? How do mm-hmm. you walk along with them? And, yeah. you know, just really through a lot of gentleness and patience is yeah. uh, you know, people who are walking through affliction and suffering need truth and community. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, God has given his word and he's given his people, you know, for those times
0: um, mm-hmm. to walk with one another. Think back to Job and, yeah. you know, his, his friends that came and just sat with him and, yeah. and gave him community and comfort in that. And, right. you know, you talked about it a little bit in the sermon on, on Sunday that, you know, then we have the next 30 plus chapters of right. how they, you know, kind of screwed it up. Yeah. But um, yeah. but we can remember that, you know, sometimes it has nothing to do with what we say. We feel like we have to say the, the perfect thing or even right. if we don't know what to say, we'll attempt to say something. something. Right. And um, we need to take that, Pressure off of ourselves. That sometimes it's just being with that person, just sitting with them, giving them a hug, just putting right. your hand on their shoulder, you know, when right. appropriate, of course. Right. But right.
1: don't discount the ministry of presence. Yeah, is really you know like the body of Christ, just being there, being available. Um, because even though our mind is looking to the things that are unseen, what God uses that is seen, that is tangible, is His Word. And his people, yeah. And these, those two things, even though they are temporary here. I mean, now there's an eternal element to God's word and all that stuff. But like the book in our hand, pages before us, all that stuff. um, And especially, you know, like even there's an eternal thing to the community of saints and you know, and all that stuff. But just the 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 here and now in God's word and God's people. The ministry of presence and just being available is the tangible, demonstrable expression of the Lord mm. and His comfort. You know, especially to the outer person, that then has you know, an effect on the inner person and where they are in the midst of their affliction. Yeah. And so we want to just with lots of grace, lots, lots of patience, lots of uh, walking with uh, people who are in this is we get the
0: opportunity to
1: both give comfort and receive comfort when we're in the midst of it.
0: Yeah, I think in summary of kind of what we've been talking about, 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says, mm-hmm. Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, yeah. act like men, yeah. be strong, and let all that you do be done in love. And so I think that's just a really helpful um, yeah. you know, verse to... To remember that as we walk through this, we have to be alert. We have to prepare ourselves. Yeah. We have to know how to handle suffering in our own. Yeah. Um, and as we do that, then we can come alongside others in their suffering and, and help them to do the same thing. That idea of mutual ministry and knowing that all that we do is done in love, that we are yeah. we genuinely need and, and one another. We care for one another. Yeah. Um, and so it's mm. helpful it is it is so
1: well I know that we probably haven't uh, covered all the corners of this question there's still yet more to talk about uh, affliction is so complex and uh, and yet the solution is available to us in Christ and so if you find yourself in the middle of suffering now and struggling in this way we'd encourage you lean into the Lord lean into the Lord's people and uh, you will find the help available to uh, his people uh, even today thanks for tuning in to consider it where we are considering your questions regarding life theology and the church consider it as a ministry of redemption bible church of new braunfels texas if you would like to submit a question text the word redemption and your question to 830-299-7505 to learn more about our church and the ministry here visit redemption.bible. Thank you for your support and listening. Join us next time as we consider it.